Hello and welcome to episode 88 of the Flames Fancast. We're recording Monday night uh, at the end of the Arizona game. It's currently 2-2 and the Flames are, I guess, holding on here in the third period, what it looks like. Uh, it's been a rather up and down week for the Flames, I'd say. And uh, another note for us, it's been a bit uh, good for us because we're recording in a less than a two-week span. And uh, not only do I have Jank with me tonight, I have Rick. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me back. Been waiting by my phone. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. Waiting for Rick. the call. Waiting for the call. Didn't Thanks think it was you, going to come. You and Matthew Phillips are the same, you know? Except we call him. Who has more anxiety? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which one of you does, but At least it's we called crazy. him. At least we called Rick. Listen, it's been... There's been flashes of... I don't know, for lack of a better word, goodness, and there's been flashes of ugliness. Uh, this team, again, as I've said in podcasts previous, is still failing to inspire confidence in me, and I think that's largely due to the performance of some of those players. And which players are you talking about? Uh, if I, there's, there's three that jump out to me. <laughs> I, I mean, we talked about it last week, but Huberto and Uyghur, again, they're, they're really struggling to find that rhythm. And honestly, the third, it's a toss-up for me. Is it Markstrom? I'm going to go with Lucic, just because he is not fit for the NHL anymore. But we're kind of stuck with that. That's, there's nothing we can do that's off the books next year. Let's let's leave that. But Markstrom Markstrom has come out and said I suck, and he's been given the time to sit down and have a rest, think about what needs to be done to regain that starting spot because we're looking at Vladar starting two games in a row here. So, you know, I think Markstrom will get his opportunities again. It's just he needs to seize that. Yeah. And if there's a bounce back candidate out of that group, out of all of those guys, Markstrom is the guy I'm picking to bounce back the quickest and and the most severely. But you know, we're over a quarter of the way through the season, and I'm looking at Huberdo and I'm looking at Uyghur. It's been numerous games very recently where I've said, remark to you guys off air before we started recording, Huberdo's been invisible again. And it, there is just no excuse me, star power coming from that guy whatsoever. It doesn't even look like we have a superstar on the ice when he's playing, which is a barometer that I like to use when evaluating his performance. Does does he bring something different to this team and he just kind of looks like an average Joe squad player? Yeah, like someone that's slightly above average, but then the consistency is not there, right? So like he'll have like a decent game and then he'll just have like three shitty games. Um, the game I went to, I went to the uh, what was it, the um, but, Florida game, like, and he was number one star that game, right? But then he just shit the bed for like fucking three games in a row after. Like, it, this is not what we got the guy for. Absolutely, and to your point, three games sucking is completely unacceptable. But a decent game is also unacceptable. Yeah. As your best game just being decent with your you're you're our guy now. You are the star. You had the second most points in the NHL last year. What is going on? I just think that like he's not even doing like the simple shit correctly right now. Like he's 
He's kind of waffling away from the puck when it's going to get dirty on a 50-50. He's, I think he's almost overplaying it when he has the puck. And quite honestly, like you have a guy like Lindholm, so there's really no excuse for him to be having no point production here. Like Lindholm should have a number of goals by now. Like considering like how good Huberto was last season, like you would have thought you would have bet that Lindholm would have had like you know, 15, 20 goals, like or whatever by now, right? And it's like um, that. That's a lot. It's a lot. I, I'm exaggerating. Let's call but, it. Let's call it my t- point, ten at a minimum. Yeah, sure. But my I'm exaggerating for a reason. It's like you had Huberto with that crazy good season last year. Yeah. And you had goal scorer like Lindholm who did fucking amazing last 40, season. Forty too. goals. Yeah. Forty goals. So. You know, you kind of sat there and you're like, okay, so these guys are, they should be a match made in heaven. Instead, it's been the exact opposite. And I said this the last episode, it's kind of telling when your coach on a fucking press conference says, Lindholm likes playing with Ruzichka. Like, I, I, like if I'm Huberto and I'm hearing my coach say that, like, I'm like, fuck me. Right? So, like, I don't know. It's been disappointing, to say the least, with Huberto. I'm not as big a crit- critic on Uyghur. Um, I think he's been a bit more consistent. And I, I mean, he was playing with Ekblad, right? Like, I don't know. Honestly, like, he, I, it he makes touted a difference. For, he's touted for his own call. He's playing with Tanev. I know, but Tanev and... But playing with, playing with Ekblad is, is what? Playing with Tanev should allow him to flourish for his offensive capability, his puck-moving capability. yeah. yeah. Tanev is a guy that those kind of players would, you know, jump at the chance to play with. Ekblad is a guy where you have to be the other guy. You have to be more responsible for Ekblad going forward, getting activated, charging in the rush more often. Uyghur had to do that. So are we saying we signed a guy and we completely got the profile wrong? Because I don't think we signed Uyghur to be that let Anderson go forward kind of player. No, I agree. I think we... Got him because we thought that he has some offensive prowess. Immense right? puck moving ability. Immense. And that's why we paid him the big money. And that's why everyone says this guy's a quality puck moving top four defenseman that you've got that you're paying six some million to for the next, you know, 25 millennium and a half. But we're not, uh, we're not able to recover from that because <laughs> he's just kind of not performing at all. He hasn't. He hasn't even challenged for power play one. And our power play one spot should be up for grabs because Anderson is no hot take on that line. There's nothing for me about Anderson that makes it look like he belongs on power play one. And there should be competition for that spot. There's just not. I agree. And it's frustrating to see just a lot of those decisions that we're making as a club that don't seem to resonate with our performance as a hockey club. I don't know what the rationale is for some of these choices, but that's why we have the disagreement on the podcast, I guess. I mean, I think when the trade happened in the summer, a lot of people were wondering why Florida, you know, gave up the farm for Kachuk. You know, why was the return so one-sided? Or why was the trade seemingly on paper so one-sided? And I'm not about to say that, you know, 
Huberto's trash and Uyghur's trash. I think Uyghur is actually looking better, I'd say, in the last five games. Um, and I, I think his game's going to come. I think his offensive production, you know, hopefully it picks up. Huberto is the one that's more troubling because, as both of you guys have said, like, nothing really seems to be coming together for him. Um, you know, he, he likes to spin a lot, but he likes to seemingly spin into trouble. Um, yeah. He loses battles, loses the puck, turns the puck over. I don't know what it is, to be honest. I mean, I've heard some people like uh, the Honorable Kelly Rudy say that it takes six months for new players to gel with their new team. I don't, you know, like, whatever. The truth is somewhere in there. We're on month two. Yeah, so we got four more months of it, <laughs> according well, the, to Kelly. The season's over. Then. Is there <laughs> enough beer in the world to survive that? Yeah, I don't know. He just, uh, he seems soft. I mean, he he seems to try to make a fancy play where it's not there. And, you know, usually, unless you're something super special, that turns into a, a turnover. And that's what we've been seeing so far this year. And it's just, it, this is, none of this is a knock on Trey. I mean, Trey, Trey did what he needed to do. Considering the circumstances that, you know, you lose two of your stalwart players, and then you end up making a trade like that, and in which case it was arguably an upgrade roster-wise. It seems like we actually maybe could be better. So it's not, for me at least, it's not a knock on Trey. Like, he did what he could. And don't forget, you know, we got a first-round pick, and we got a, you know, I don't know, a prospect that was, what, a third-round pick in his draft or something? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something that the Florida GM didn't see in those guys. Yeah. Uh, and that the, he saw in Kachuk, too. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe he was overly in love with Kachuk, and maybe that wasn't really warranted either. But I, Kachuk... I think there's something to be said that they're both on one-year deals. There's that, too, for sure. Expiring contracts has something to do with it, no doubt about it. And... But if you really like the player, you know, you don't, you don't package them out. Yeah, you probably already extended them by then. I don't know why you wouldn't really like Huberto in Florida being the second most successful point scorer in the NHL the season prior. Yeah, I mean, but uh, individual, he, he was point, a beast. individual points isn't really what the game's all about. And, you know, being knocked out year after year early... Well, they made it to the second round. Like, they kind of mirrored the flame season last year. They look like a a worse team now. Well, so do we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we're but we're not in the position where we are forced. We we were in a we're not in the position that Florida was where they they had an option to keep those guys. They could have built on that strength. We were in a position where we were forced to get rid of our best players. And go from there. Well, I mean, that's kind of my point, right? Is they had these guys and the GM decided that they weren't going to win with these guys. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't look like either team's really competing at the moment, but... I don't know. It's like... It's, it's frustrating. It's extremely frustrating. Like, even right now, like, that was a beauty setup, right? What a fucking goal, Audrey. And it... Ironically, it started with Hubert. He was, I mean, he he was a second A there. Yeah, pass. he made a great pass. But that's the thing. Like, I want to see that, though. Like, we all want to see that. It's, okay, like, let's build on this. 
Let's get some consistency out. That's a beautiful goal, by the way. Like, this is a perfect setup. It was Tafolu who made the pass. Huberto made Huberto. his pass down low. Yeah. Second. That's how it should be. I mean, but yeah. Bing, bing, bing. Right. That, but, that cross seam pass, in it goes. I mean, my point is, again, like, is Huberdeau going to be the guy that's, like, starting to get points on just power plays only? Like, is this going to be a situation where, like, we kind of had that with Johnny at one point where he was, like, really thriving on the power play but not really on 5-on-5. Five five. But I'm not going to turn back the clock here. I'm just saying that, like, we just want more out of this guy. And it's fucking December. And the Flames are not in a great spot right now. Um, and if they can pull off a win here, that'd be really good. But before you know, it's going to be fucking January. And then you have two months left in the fucking season, basically, to compete, to make a playoff spot, and to do something. Um, we're, we're getting dangerously close to that cutoff, basically, that I'm worried about. And... I don't want to make any more excuses for any of these players, especially our star players that are supposed to come in and fucking be the top three guys in our team. And I'm just not particularly thrilled about that. And I think a part of it was, you know, I, I know Huberto was a little bit injured at the beginning and I thought maybe, okay, maybe there's some more. But he also had like this romanticized exit with Florida that just seemed to fucking like distract him. That whole thing with, with him, like, Again, like when they went back to Florida, they were mic'd up and all this bullshit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's it's over, man. Like it's it's just fucking focus on the future. Well, it's, like, o- it's over now because we're not playing them again. Yeah, like it just it drives me fucking crazy that kind of shit. So, and you know what? I, I compare. I look at the Florida reunion for those two versus the Colorado reunion for Kadri. No one gave a shit about the Kadri thing. It was like, yeah, I'm playing with you, but now I'm not part of the team anymore, so peace out, right? Yeah. Huberto and Kadri are like, look at me, and here's Barkov setting me up yeah, one yeah, last yeah, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. and oh, just... oh, I miss you, and oh, yeah. Florida, and oh, shut the fuck up. Like, enough is enough already. And, you know, you're a professional. I get it. You're, you're a little bit nostalgic. And there, as we've said before, there's way too much talk and emotion invested in this trade. You're a hockey player. It's part of the business, and it's time to move on. And you, you have to settle in to your new location and perform because you're being paid to perform for the next nine years, man. So <laughs> that, that's like another onion that we need to peel eventually. But like, what the fuck? Like, imagine like we still need like, imagine watching this guy in five years. Like at this rate, I can't. Don't. Like I think it's uh, it's <laughs> maybe one of two things. The best case scenario is he just hasn't developed the chemistry and hasn't figured out the team systems yet. The worst case scenario is that he's actually not a good hockey player. <laughs> so, like, which ones do you which which path do you think is more likely? <sighs> Well, in the heat of the moment right now, I'm, I'm picking the latter, but... What's the, what is so hard to figure out about the system at this level? If you cannot figure out a coach's system as an NHL player, I don't think the problem is the system. I think the problem is personality. And that there is a conflict between perhaps head coach and star player 
that seems to just be creating tension beneath the sur- surface. I don't think Huberto, you know, is too stupid to figure out how to play Sutter hockey. I don't think that. I don't think that Huberto can't play Sutter hockey, and I don't think he's a bad player. I just think. So maybe he's there is not some doing heads that, have, that yeah maybe he's uh, he's not doing well with the all too familiar Sutter head games, and I think that mind games because you know like past players of Sutter's, you know they're fairly open to even talk about it. So yeah, but I think Sutter Sutter has to realize that he's the first to go in this situation because there's no way we can get rid of Huberto. Well, they just extended him, but yeah. Who, who's going who's gonna to take that contract now and the way he's playing? No, I mean, Who? they just Mo- Montreal, maybe. Montreal. So they might, yeah, they they extended might send Sutter, Sutter home. But firing but Sutter pay. is a way less of a cost than, than firing Huberto, per se. Yeah, way I mean, less. I don't think that Sutter measures his words based on whether he's going to extend his stay as a, a coach or not. He's just going to say whatever he wants. Whatever I, I he wants. agree because I, I think yeah. when you're playing with that, I don't really care and I'm here to win attitude, it's good. But right now, that kind of attitude isn't driving well with a player like Huberto. And it's not to say Sutter's not giving him the chances. It's not like he's taking him off power play one. It's not like he's, he's removed the best line mates from him. He's still playing with good players. He said some things in the press that Huberto doesn't like. But again, I don't like what Huberto has done on the ice for the Flames this season, full stop. Get over it. You need to be better. You're a professional player, and there, there needs to be some accountability on both sides here. And I just don't think we've seen that from Huberto or the, or the you know excitement or the willingness or the drive to, to push this team forward that we absolutely need from him, that he is being paid to do. And that has not come out yet. So I will say, obviously, probably like you guys, I hadn't seen a lot of Huberto through his career. Um, but I do remember watching him play last year, and he was an effective player. His line would create all kinds of chances. That's something that's obviously missing now. It's just that chance creation, right? That's kind of missing throughout the Flames lineup, but we're going to target the top line because they're the guys who get paid to do it. And so, you know, playing with, dare I say it, Sam Bennett and Anthony Duclair. Exactly. Like, chance after chance. And sample size that I'm basing off of is small because I didn't watch him every night. But I watched enough to see that he's an effective guy. I was legitimately excited when the trade happened. But he just has not, that player has not showed up yet. So the question is why. And, you know, the question is when. But, I mean, you, that point exactly. The players he's playing with in Florida to do what he did. And even if you have a bit of a power play wizard on your hands here, some of that needs to trickle through to the flames. And maybe it happens in six months or whatever, but it just it needs to happen yesterday. Yeah. And uh, not to interrupt this convo but the flames just won and vladar made some crazy ass fucking save in the last minute there save us from this does he does he start the third game yeah absolutely i honestly really no man you ride no you ride him man well whatever he's winning and he's playing well 
And frankly, if he's playing like that, where he fucking saves the game like he just did at the end there, you keep rewarding him for it. I don't... Look, it's, it's a professional game, and you gotta play players that perform. That's the end of it. Like, it's not... This isn't a fucking Disney movie. Like, we're fucking... You put Markstrom back in that, and he fucking, like, gets 19 shutouts. Like, Ladar's playing well, and Markstrom knows that. Like, Markstrom, of all people, knows it the most. He's sitting there, you know, being on the bench as a goalie is probably one of the most, like, excruciating things, especially when you're the starter. Like, when you're the starting guy. Like, imagine watching your backup every, like, start three games in a row, mostly because you suck. And then he took advantage of the opportunity. He's playing awesome. It's a double-edged sword for him now. So he sits there and he's stewing about it, man. But, but those, you know, those players need to channel that into motivation. No, I, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it from a perspective of how I would handle it. I would handle it horribly. But, okay, Markstrom is a professional, unlike me. But I'm just saying, that, like, if there's anyone that knows that he needs to step it up, it's fucking him. He knows. Like, he's living it every game right now. He's sitting on the bed. Right? That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, but I think yeah. you start Vladar all day. Fuck yeah, next I game. mean, I, I think he's got to start the next game after winning two in a row and playing like he has been playing for the last little while. I don't think he'd take him out. The thing that I wonder is, how do you actually like measure when Markson's ready? Like, do these guys show <laughs> in practice, or is it for him, is it like my, my when mo- the game's on, he, you know, he's... My money's on Markstrom starts... Wednesday, yeah. Markstrom starts. Okay. That's what I say. So then back to his question, like, what's the measure? Like, for him to, like, just show an amazing the performance The measure is Sutter's seen Markstrom watch the backup come in, get two wins. Okay, it's your time now because you're our guy, and I still believe in you. And what I if have he loses, like, two? Does that mean that Who? he's Markstrom? Markstrom needs to go in there and have a performance. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's what Sutter's saying to him by starting him. And so everything with Sutter at this point is tacit. <laughs> I mean, I think you got to play Markstrom like he's the backup now. Meaning, if they have, you know, back-to-back games, like yeah. successive days, then he'll get the start. If, if Vladar gets lit up, then yeah. Markstrom gets the start. But when, if, when, if when, is, winning, is there a game that you can remember that you've seen Vladar get lit up? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's probably had some bad games. He's yeah. had maybe a bad period. I can't remember him really having bad games. He's been solid. So then why are you saying put Markstrom in? No, I'm not saying I'm not saying this is what I would like to happen. I 100% want Vladar to play. Oh, you're saying I'm saying what? this is what will happen. Oh, okay. Yeah. You think this Sutter is what will... Sutter will do. Oh, I see. No, I would if it was me. Darth Vader, you're in that man for for the remaining 45 games of the year. Like it's all you. But yeah. Marstrom has <sighs> Marstrom has it's, been bad. It's been yeah, it's and disappointing. The, for sure. The fact that Sutter just keeps saying we're going to play your way into form and it has not worked. We're running out of time. Because yeah, there's December. there's a Vegas who's basically out of reach for us now. There's Seattle and LA and there's Edmonton who's probably going to be out of reach for us. We got to somehow finish in that third spot. You're competing with those two teams, L.A., San Jose, and Anaheim. They all suck. So they're going to suck enough for us not to worry about them. But the last thing that this team needs to do is finish in, like, the one place out of the playoffs. Oh, um, it, that, it, is, that is that the is worst, the worst result ever. Yeah. 
And we cannot do... I don't even care if we squeak in last as an absolute underdog. Maybe that's good for this team. And we have a goalie who stands on his head and, you know, takes us to playoff glory, but... Named Jacob... No. Or Dustin. (laughs) Where are you going? Dustin. (laughs) Whatever. I'm I'm, I'm spitballing, right? Hey, maybe you trade Markstrom... And you, you, oh, you can't dude. trade Markstrom because he basically has the worst stats in the NHL for a starting goalie right now. But Dustin Wolf's ready. Dustin, How do you know that? Because he's, he's the best goalie in the AHL. That doesn't mean he's ready, man. When, okay, well, how long are we going to let these guys sit here no, and play look, Wranglers hockey a, for? That's a different conversation, but he's not like... You know, are you I, saying that he's the, ready the to most, be a starter? The most irritating thing about this season was when Sutter said there's no competition in the farm. Bullshit. There is. <laughs> you have the player in the AHL who has the most points, and you have the best fucking goalie. There's competition right there. Uh, did he say that? Yeah. He well, said, these guys he said that like a couple weeks ago. Listen, but I think he I'm, was, par- he was I'm paraphrasing that there's nothing challenging yeah. these guys from he below. Did, he did say that, but I, and I think he was basing it on what he saw from these guys in training camp. And from what I, I saw from the kids, I mean, Wolf looked okay, but uh, no one really stepped up. You know, everyone had Pelche, like, penciled in as, like, second-line yeah. winger, yeah. you know. But this Rooney deal, again, this Rooney deal, two million, two million bucks for this guy who's absolute garbage and, and comes in and, you know, I'm back in the lineup. Well, I just, uh, just got to bring some energy. Two. So whose fault is that? Is, that's, is that's, that's our fault for signing Kevin Rooney on free agent day and at you know fucking 7.35 a.m. subtraction that this team makes goes through the barn house at the Sutters. Like, I mean, <laughs> he's probably, you know, dictating all the moves, right? Yeah. He probably was a big fan. of. I'm not, you know, Sutter's great when it's going great, but yeah. he's a fairly aggravating guy. When it's not going well, and it's kind of how his his last tenure uh, with the the Flames as, ended. Su- as a Sutter it line, ended we, sour too. We need like, to start winning hockey games, and we need to start winning consistently. Because, yeah. but uh, I mean that goes without saying. But I I agree that look you your top three guys in the AHL team they're having a hell of a season again, right? So it just doesn't really make any sense. Not even try one of these guys, right? Um, and like, I'm I'm not as bullish wolf today like you are, but like down the road I am. I know we have a history of mismanaging the fuck out of our goalies. I get that, but like, right now, all oh, the Capitals won good. It, like, right now I'm kind of looking at this as like we're going back to this 1A, 1B bullshit and I don't want that. I want more what Rick is saying. I want, you just keep playing. You ride with Ladar like he's the number one now. And that's it. But Sutter, Sutter's not going to do that. Well, Sutter should do that. It that's what we're trying to say. It doesn't matter what you want. Do You're just some yeah, but, hack okay. who has a shitty podcast. Sutter, you know? yeah, okay, I am. But you know what? <laughs> I'm going to say my fucking opinion. And I, what I'm saying is like, Sutter does not have a great history of managing rosters. Right and or being a GM like a kind of like a quasi GM, right? When he was a GM with the Flames, that's kind of was that was his death knell, man. It was over, right? He hired fucking like yeah, but then he went to the Kings. Yeah, but then he went to the Kings, but he wasn't GM, man. He was a coach and he won fucking two Stanley Cups with them. 
he's not GM he's a, here. He's a good coach, man. But like, I'm trying to say that Rick's point is valid here. Is that I think the GM decisions are actually being made. He's got a huge influence in it, right? And that's a mistake. It is. I don't. I don't know. Like, if I'm Trey, I'm that, saying, that, dude, that, that like, Huberto deal doesn't seem to have Sutter stamped all over it. I'll tell you that. I'm sure. It did. I'm. I'm sure it did, man. Come on. Dude, but I mean, everyone's at the same taking time, that trade. I mean, that's probably not abnormal. I bet most. No, teams I don't feel that like way. that's that's the coach is kept totally in the dark. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've seen Sutter come out and say, "I'm not responsible for getting the players. I'm just responsible for how they perform on the ice." He's even said that, kind of distanced himself from that. Maybe because there's people like us saying he's running the show with Trey and blah 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 blah. <laughs> but listen, he's got the players on the ice now. They need to perform better. Yeah, but that's yeah. his primary the fact, job. The fact remains is that we're not doing well this year at all. It's a Jekyll and Hyde thing. Like you had the odd good game and then really shitty three, four games. Like we can't. At this rate, we won't make the playoffs. Well, like, hey, you can't you can't do this. On the bright side, hey. now is a good time to get hot. So we're on well, a two you, game win streak. You have no fucking other time to get hot. Like <laughs> you're fucking December fifth, man. I said the bright yeah. side. Well, yeah, you either. But oh, so you either put out <laughs> or get out. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Like you go on a five, six game winning streak and next thing you know you're second in the dip or something like that. So sure. it's not the end of the world right now. No. But the more troubling part for me is just what looks like a fairly like low end skill team out there. Um like in that you know, you need to have, you. It's like they need to play kind of like playoff desperation hockey to win, um, and they don't. You know, last year they had a line that created three, four, five, six, seven, ten chances a game, and this year we don't have a line that comes close to doing something like that. So, your skill is ultimately falls in the hands of your top line, and the top line is just. I don't even know who the top line is. I guess it's Huberto, Lindholm, and Toffoli. Toffoli probably hasn't deserved to be in the top line in the last five years of his NHL career. But he's not doing bad this season. He's doing okay. But I still don't okay think... Okay is a benchmark for a Flames player for really good this year. <laughs> I guess it's all relative. But that's kind of my point, though. Yeah, like it's basically saying the skill level's low. Like A guy like Toffoli should not be on the first line. On a team like the Flames, right? Or what we thought on the Flames team. were. I don't know if he was. Is ever there any a first team in the league the who wants a first-line player that names Tyler Toffoli? No, no. But there's I mean, no team that wants that. But again, it's to that point. It's like who else are you going to put there now? We well, just it's don't the have... age-old Flames problem of who do we play on right wing on the first line. <laughs> I mean, I think where's Flames... James Neal? Do you have his number? Is he fuck available? Fuck off! Fuck off! I think he's available. Corey Brower. <laughs> I heard that guy. You know. Maybe we could play Dennis Weidman there, and he could just no, hit man. everybody. No, man. problems. We don't need a referee. Listen, let's let's give the players a break, and let's talk about players on other teams for a second. Matthew Kachuk returns to the dome. Okay, you were at that game. I was at that game. Rick, were you at that game? I was not. You were not at that game. So, I don't know what the fuck this was about. Um, why are you laughing? I just know. Let's go. Okay, you know what? 
anyone that's listening to this podcast, like, I feel like Don Cherry with you sometimes, man. You just fucking laugh. Like, I was you're laughing. Gonna, you're going to cut me off. Um, <laughs> I said just I, I'm just, okay, I was pissed off at the game. And actually, like, the guy that I went with, too, we were both booing, which is good. I thought that was the warranted reaction that we should have given Kachuk for showing back up at, in Calgary. But they did this, like, stupid player, like, appreciation video and whatever. And, like, I swear to God, they just kind of, like... You know, they, they made the video so that it was hard not to, like, you know, applaud him. And people listening who went to that game know exactly what I'm talking about. But I don't understand why our fans decided to give him, a, like, a reception like they gave Aginla. I remember when Aginla came back, and there was a big reception. I was at that game. He was with Pittsburgh. Like, I might have been there with you, actually. Or, I, I can't remember. But I was at that game, and that was a well-deserved reception. Like, yeah, maybe... You know, again, like maybe a little too public about what teams you want to go to or whatever. Sure. But like the guy like carried our team for years. He was a complete player. He was an excellent captain, like something we fucking lack right now. I don't know any guy that like does what he did for us. Like he answered the bell. He scored goals. He got physical. He was a leader. You could tell he was a leader. People listened to him. He led by example. And he fucking carried the team with Kiprasov that in that cup run. Like, he was a fucking monster. He deserved it. What did Kachuk do? Okay, he was a good player. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying he was shit. But what the fuck did he do? In the playoffs, he got consistently injured. Like, he, he just, like, our whole team with that line, he didn't fucking show up. Like, he was the guy that I was like, okay, this guy is going to be a playoff performer. This guy is going to show up. This guy's going to do this, that, this, and that. He did some fucking trash talking to Evander Kane, and he fucking disappeared after that. Like, along with the whole team. Whatever. Like, I'm just saying, like, don't give a standing ovation. Like, you're just... It, it, it's insulting to Aginla. Like, it was literally, like, the same volume. That's bullshit. And then, all of a sudden, all the fans start booing him after. Every time he touched the puck, like... <laughs> Like, what the fuck was going on? So, anyway, well, like I team, fucking hated that. Our fans I, are Jekyll and Hyde. It was bullshit. And honestly, like, I liked Kachuk when he was a flame, but I don't like him anymore. Like, that's the fucking game. And I just don't understand why he got such a reception. I, I think everyone who fucking stood up and gave him applause should be ashamed of themselves. Like, fuck that. Like, it's bullshit. I'm done. But it just... Yeah, I can get behind that. Fuck. <laughs> Just saying, man. Like, it's not like he fucking, you know, took us anywhere. Right? Like, I remember when Kiprasov, like, he, and this guy is the most, like, like, you can't get a hold of this guy. He, he is very, like, he avoids everything. And when he finally showed up, like, how many years ago was that? When he showed up to the, like, everybody was, like, that guy deserved it. Like, he was the best goalie I've ever seen us have. Like, outside of Vernon, like, and winning the Cups. But Kiprasov was a fucking amazing goalie. He deserved it. You know, and that guy stays out of the spotlight. Like, he's very, very elusive. Just, di- just different personalities. Yeah. Different kinds of guys. But... I don't know. Anyway. Like, hey, we won the game. We won Udo the game. got first star. Yeah, he did. He was he a played hero. really well. And I was kind of glad to see that because I feel like he had no edge against Florida in the game in Florida. I thought that the whole mic'd up thing like takes away that edge, right? You can't be an animal. 
Did we win that game? One in Florida? We did. Shout we out. did, yeah. One in shootout. But he was not gr- he wasn't great that game, but he was really good in the Calgary. He scored in the shootout, though. Yeah, he did. He did. So, I don't know. Um, other than that, like, what, what do we say here? Like, what the fuck is going to happen now? Like, we need to go on a run. If we don't go on a run the next couple weeks here, I think we're, we're in trouble. Uh, I don't know if the run is the thing. A, a run's great. B, consistency. If we can play more consistent. If we can play less shitty, we'll do better. How about that? Okay. That's a, how, how about that for your uh, critical penetrating analysis? <laughs> Watch <laughs> out. Here it is. But uh, the things that this team needs to do are simple. We're just not doing them, which is, again, why I am so goddamn frustrated watching the Flames this year. Um, but yeah, and the confidence thing, that sucks. Yeah. It's, you know, you have that preseason fan hope, which early July pretty much hit an all-time low, and then it just went up, 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 the Cadre deal. It was like, oh, shit, here we go. And then we start the season, and we're like, we're, we're the real deal. And then a couple, couple weeks into the season, we're like, we're, we're not the real deal. <laughs> Couple months Kadri into the season, a, like what, what, what? I don't know what's gonna happen, but this team is this team for a while now because everybody's here on long contracts, and the only players that are leaving are Lucic and you know Kevin Rooney, maybe in another fifteen years, because that's what what's happened. But <sighs> yeah, we need consistency or a run. And I'll take consistency. I, if that consistency but... can start with the crease, we're in good shape. Whether it's Vladar or Markstrom, I do not care. But there needs to be some solidity back there. And it needs to start from there. And I think that, you know, that confidence builds from the back. Your goalie makes a big save. You play harder. We, we should have one of the best decors in the league on paper. On paper, we should have one of the best teams in the league. But, but uh, we're being outclassed by guys like L.A. and Seattle and, you know, New, New Jersey. Is performing better than us. They're having a hell of a season. Jersey's having and a great year, man. The old retirees in Boston have like two losses all year. So Boston's good. we need to set, I think, the standards a little higher. And we need to be we need to perform better. And we need to stop dismissing losses if we are as puck luck or blah 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 blah. We need to take more of a marks from attitude. We're sucking. We need to be better. That's just that's just where I'm at. With the flames, but that Jekyll and Hyde, man, that's yeah. that is the Flames fan mantra for since birth. Yeah. The podcast silence. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to have silence. Is that you guys got anything else? I mean, I don't know. Like what maybe you just said it. I don't know what the solution is. I don't even know what the solution is in words other than just fucking play better. Yeah. That, that is our solution because we don't have other options. Like they were talking about in the first, second intermission or first, oh, Calgary's rumored with Brock Besser. What, what are we going to do? And A, why are we trading for this guy who's got six more million for two more years after this? No, thank you, but we don't have... Any other cards to play? We're leveraged to the max here. 
Like we've spent our dollars. That's it. We're done. And maybe we should go out in this deep draft year and actually use a first round pick and get a semi decent player and develop them and give them a chance to play in the NHL. And leave them in the AHL. But, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But would, I mean, would you be on board with like us having one line dedicated to our top three AHL guys right now? No. Really? They're, the Phillips. Phillips should be playing. No, Phillips, uh, Zari, and... No, they, not, not all three should be in the NHL, but Phillips should be playing because look at our conversations we've had about the players on the top two lines. Huberto sucks. We haven't talked about Kadri or Mangiapane or Lindholm. We are saying Toffoli shouldn't be a first liner. This is, this is the team that Phillips should have an opportunity on. You can give him top two minutes. And if it comes at the expense of someone else's ego, my God, we need to grow the fuck up because we should be throwing darts at the board and seeing what's sticking here because we've got to take our opportunities. And oh, you would think if it doesn't, a- if it doesn't work out fine, fine, send him back down, whatever, but give it a shot. I mean, a couple things. He he may not be an NHLer, but he deserves a chance. And I'm not saying a last game of the regular season chance because yeah. that doesn't mean shit. No, and he doesn't learn anything. No, it's a. It's he, a I mean, he look what he's done you know, for yeah. the 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 Heat and the Wranglers. What more does he need to do? And if, next yeah. thing you know, you leave him down there for a couple more years. He's a 30 year old AHLer. No <laughs> one's going to give him. A and look. if he's not, if he doesn't cut it, fine. But he needs a chance. He, He's des- he deserves a it. chance. He, he deserves yeah. it. And what, what what do we have to lose from that? Well, I mean, you said that, you know, this is the type of team that a guy like that should get a look on. But the reality is, no, it's the exact opposite. Like, you have a team that the roster spots are filled by, like, the, the Lewises and the Brett Ritchies. And guys like this that, for some reason, Daryl Sutter trusts. <laughs> and he doesn't trust an AHL or rookie, whatever you want to call it. That's why he, it is not the team for these guys. No, but I, I get what you're saying, but that's a good point. My, my, my point about the roster is that the skill of those guys does not warrant them staying there. When you have a player like Matthew Phillips, who could perhaps merit a shot. There. But again, you don't want but him yes. to play fourth line minutes either. No, that, him up, no, right? he has it to play. No opportunity. He has to play top two minutes. Yeah. Top, he has to be on a top two line, and he has to be at least second power. Well, play. it's kind of like when Rzichka was getting called up originally, like he had that lightning in the bottle moment where like he would get the odd look from like a higher line as lines were getting changed up or whatever, and yeah. he would score. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, this guy's pretty good. Right. And then he starts getting more minutes, and now he's, I think, a permanent fixture, right? His consistency needs work, obviously, but generally speaking, he's a good player. How? And, uh, like, what, what's to say that Phillips won't go through the same thing where you call him up, you scratch like a Richie or whatever, and then you bring him up and you try him on line three, try him on line two, even like, who the fuck knows? Maybe try him the second power play, Listen, whatever. Right? I can tell you we have lots of players who have earned a spot on line four. So I'm just saying that, like, you scratch someone from line. I'm not saying you play him line, like, but I'm. You know what I'm what, saying? What do you think uh, Phillips' minimum height needed to be for him to get a look at this point? Like 5'10", maybe? What, 5'11"? What is he, 5'8"? I don't know. 5'7"? He, he's probably something like that. And I think that 
that alone has probably not got him a look. <laughs> because his fucking... Probably. His productivity speaks for itself. He's only been leading the team down there for the last four or five years. Like, I don't know what else you really need to do. Yeah. Poor guy's five foot eight, and he just doesn't get a look. It's I fucked. Mean, yeah, it is fucked. Like, you know, he can't take fucking growth hormones at this point. Isn't like, Goudreau five eight? Yeah, but, okay. Look, we've been over this. Like, he got a chance. Yeah, the but last game of the season. Dude, Goudreau is like another. Well, okay, I don't know, but Goudreau I mean, that, the was thing about Goudreau another level, if, right? If he was six foot, he probably would have been first overall in his draft. Mangiapane yeah. is not huge. But yeah, Mangiapane no. was a product of that year when we brought up three AHL players and brought them on one line. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That year when we brought Mangiapane, I think it was Dubé, uh, Dubé, Hathaway, maybe. Hathaway, and then Dubé or something like that. Jankowski was a Jankowski. Or was it Jankowski? It was, but we had a line dedicated. It was like an AHL line that we had. And I forgot who our coach was at the time. But look, it worked. We got a, we got a guy that played really well last season. You know, like he's struggled this year, but he's a good player. He's trying. Like, I can't fault Manjipani's effort. Like, he tries every game. Like, he tries to do something. Like, sometimes I feel like our top guys, like, they kind of just, like, go like, ah, fuck it. It's not my game. Right? But I don't know. I, I feel like Manjipani tries to get into space. He tries to make plays. Tries to get some shots on. Like, for me, like, if I were to look at him and be like, who's going to turn around quicker? It would be him. He's trying. Right? I don't know. It's just stupid. Like, Phillips, is it a height thing? Fuck, probably. Like, there's really no other explanation. Is it his weight? What is he? 160 pounds? I don't well, know what the fuck he not is. Not fat, so... Well, I mean... yeah, but I mean... Again, like, we said this last episode, but it's not like the AHL is, like, some fucking, like, pansy league, man. Like, if anything, the AHL is probably more physical. Like, so what the fuck is the problem? Like, he's surviving there. Like, you got more brutes in that league. He's probably more worried about getting fucking smoked in that league. I understand the AHL's, like, next-level skill, next-level speed, whatever, but if it's physicality you're worried about, man, he's, he's holding up... In a league that probably has a lot more physicality, honestly. I think what Sutter said is that he's watched a lot of Wranglers games this year. And he says that no one, like, you know, through his lens, none of these guys look like they can be difference makers at the NHL level. Does he have, like, more insight than everyone else? Probably. Yes. Uh, it's discouraging to hear, though. But. You know, I still contend that Phillips deserves, like, a chance. And like I said, not the last game, fucking yeah. filler throw-in game. Like, de- deserves a chance. Now, par- you know, part of it is, you know, with the way the roster is constructed, like, maybe either you need an injury or you got to, like, risk someone yeah. claiming, like, Brett Ritchie or someone. But no one's going to claim Brett no. Ritchie, right? So, but, you know, it just doesn't seem like that's, with barring injury, it doesn't seem like that's, like, the, uh, I don't know, the the path that this team wants to take. So, get over it. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. 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 If we win games, it doesn't matter. But when we don't win games. Yeah, we're not having these conversations if we're second in the matters. west right now right like we're not 
But I don't know. We're probably still having the Phillips conversation, though, because he does deserve it, right? We're not having the goalie conversation. We're not having the Huberto. Like, it does come down to the performance of the team. Anyway, we got to turn around quick. I mean, it starts with the win against Arizona. There you go. Who do we play next? The Wild. The Wild? Somebody on Wednesday. There you the go. Wild. Bruins only have three fucking losses, man. Yeah, Jesus I told Christ. You. Good. And they're, nice. all re- they're all retired. <laughs> Marshawn, Bergeron, Krejci, they're all old. Pasternak's young. They're, they're making it. a player out of Taylor Hall still. McAvoy's a stud. They have a 1A, 1B goalie tandem that's working out for them. Like, you lose yep. Tuka Rask and you recover like that, that's, that's, uh, that's roster development that, right there. That's good roster management for we sure. We lost Kiprasov <laughs> and we have fucking Kari Ramo and Jonas Hiller and we're like, here's the future. Uh, here you go, Flames fans. <laughs> so, whatever. All right, well. It's only been like a solid 18 years of my life since we've been anywhere near close <laughs> to a playoff run, but hey. <laughs> Who gives a shit? That's what it means being a fan in the NHL these days. Undying loyalty, right, kids? Well, at least we're not the Flyers. <laughs> They're fucking garbage, man. Oh, they won. Anyhow, yeah, still. I think uh, I think that's that's anything else. Nothing for me. No. So oh, so we'll I guess we'll squeak one more in here before Christmas, and then we'll take a bit of a break and because the holidays. But. Uh, you know, we'll be back at it. The games don't stop. We don't stop. And uh, hopefully by that time, we've either A, been more consistent, or B, gone on a huge run. I'll, I'll take both, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. What are we at? Like the 25 game mark? I think we're dang near close to that. Maybe so a shade there's under. like just about 60 games left. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. we're over a quarter done. Like it's getting. Yeah, tight, right? You gotta turn around quick. Yeah, like even if you went on a like, if you won three out of every five or something like that, like, that would work. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, you, I'm on board. Like, We've played 25 games. Yeah. So we're yeah. fifth in the Pacific. Uh, what about playoff spot? Like wild card. Well, we're we're two points behind LA, or sorry, we're three points behind LA with two games in hand. For the last wild card spot? No, for the third spot. Third spot. And Seattle is one game in hand on us and six points ahead of us. So either they need to start sucking or we need to start getting better. Oh, that's embarrassing. Or both. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know what to, I I don't know anything about Seattle, so I, whatever. By the way, does TJ Brody still play hockey? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. He might be hurt. I think he's. I know hurt. the Leafs blue line is pretty hurt right now. That's yeah. probably it. But I was wondering that before, before recording today. I was like, I wonder what TJ Brody is doing right now. My usual thoughts where I cycle through. I wonder what Dennis Weidman and Troy Brower and James Neal and all your ex girlfriends. Right all, <laughs> all my. I wonder what all my ex girlfriends well, are doing right players now. Players are probably with your ex girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they or wondering are. what Bill Peters is doing right now. Uh, Bill Peters has probably <laughs> left Russia, and he's probably scouring the Swinish, s- s- Swedish <laughs> the second Swin- division. Uh, it's a mixture of Swiss and Swedish <laughs> divisions. 
he's not good enough. He's not good enough for the Finnish. Maybe division. he got drafted into the Russian army. <laughs> <laughs> the front lines. I, I think that that's it. That's it. All right. So, thanks okay. as always for listening. We appreciate it so much. Love your feedback. Go Flames, go wherever you're listening in and the world. And thank you, Rick, for coming yeah. back. I mean, he return should be thanking us. For yeah, a lot. For yeah, yeah, no, yeah, return exactly. the Mac. That's no, what, well, we got to thank each other. This is a thank you both for this is a give and take this relationship. You both. Enjoyable and <laughs> no, enriching <thank> <laughs> experience to discuss and debate a team that is probably never going to win a Stanley Cup in my lifetime. But whatever, I'll I'll die an unhappy man. It, it, that's just how it goes. So. Yes. Maybe we just got to start spending some Qatari money on teams, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I've, I Offering... take a Stanley Cup, you know, tainted by heavy bribes, I think. And 200 million euro a year contracts. People forget that. about that shit. Yeah. They do, oh. actually. Oh, eventually, they do. Like, completely. We're gonna, the people are going to forget in, like, 10 years that Qatar got the most corrupt-ass fucking World Cup in the history of World Cups. And that says a lot. Considering well, I mean, the Qatari team just... didn't win anything. No, no, but Qatar winning the the hosting rights. Yeah, was a that'll scandal. be forgotten. In you know, someone yeah, will write a book about yeah, it. It's... It'll be a footnote in someone's book in <laughs> yeah. ten years when there's another scandal. There's always more scandals. So we got to exactly. basically match fix in the, in the NHL. You know, basically. the way the NHL is going, there'll be some massive sex scandal soon. And we'll, you know, if we won a Stanley Cup by okay, Murray Edwards, whatever, you have to start bribing the NHL refs. <laughs> <laughs> just do what you gotta do you man. gotta do what you gotta do you are spend that money wisely you're an incredibly wealthy individual you just spend it well wisely on huberdo no okay just kidding no, that... you <laughs> hopefully you did hopefully you did <laughs> get the moonwalk out of that one <laughs> i don't know what to say other than that's it okay episode 88 thanks for listening Have yourselves a great morning, good afternoon, and wonderful evening. Bye-bye.